Hello and welcome to another episode of GRD's Comics you've never heard of that you should probably know. Uh, my guest today is, uh, is it India Pearl? Yes, sounds, India Pearl. It sounds like your parents just pointed at a globe and some objects and were like, that's her name. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> they were hippies, so. <laughs> but like the rock and roll kind, not like the hairy armpit kind. <laughs> were, you, were your parents like youths in the 60s or? Well, my, they're not that old they actually they were young like my mom had her first kid at 17 but then uh when when i was my dad is a guitar technician and mm -hmm. my mom was a bartender for many years so they were just laid back kind of people and i have cooler names than my sisters because my dad was a lot cooler than their dad <laughs> <laughs> what are your sisters names i'm so curious sarah and karina oh <laughs> just sarah. normal normal names. Sarah's got to be a bitch. <laughs> I'm biased though because like my ex-wife's name is Sarah. So. <laughs> so I'm sorry Sarah but you sound like a bitch to me. I'm <laughs> I don't have any uh, no comment in case she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so India um yeah how long have you been doing comedy? Ooh. I don't well I guess eight years oh wow yeah yeah it's been a long time it's like i did three years in boston and then i moved to la like five years ago mm -hmm. and now i guess yeah i guess that's an appropriate amount of time where i'm like middling yeah 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 because that's about where i'm at and that's about as long as i've been doing it yeah so, like, yeah like you feel like you're just starting to like pick up some heat a little bit exactly and yeah. i feel like i feel like maybe next year i could do an album if mm -hmm. i like really try to put in another like 15 to 20 into my act yeah um you know because you don't want it to be less than like 45 if you're gonna try to do an album you want to go for an hour i don't know like i always Imagine, like, I do my first album and just do, like, 30 minutes. 30? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a... I'll have, to, I'll have to pick some people's brains on that one. On, like, what they've done. I've, I've picked... I've bothered so many people Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just like, where should I record? What should... What kind of equipment should I use? Yeah. I mean, I have been more active in trying to record stuff. Like, I did a show... You know Skip Town Playhouse? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I yeah. did a show there... And I, I booked it, like I booked everyone on it, mm -hmm. um, and I I called it uh, tight ten, and I just had ev I was like everybody bring your A game. We're gonna have like an everyone's gonna end up with like a nice solid ten minute video. Yeah. So because that's one of the things that really stops at least a lot of my friends. I'll be like, oh, uh, I need you to. Um, you know, send a tape to so-and-so. Well, I don't mm. have a good tape. Yeah. Or, hey, do you want to apply to this comedy festival with me? What If we both get in, we should go. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have a good tape. So, you know, and my tape that I had before that was old. Yeah. So at least to have, I think, a good, nice 10-minute tape yeah. is so helpful. That's actually something I was with. Because, like, we, we just, like, I wouldn't say we're friends. We're, like, more of acquaintances at this point. Yeah. Because uh, I just met you a couple weeks ago at that uh, at the Cosmic Vinyl when we did Cosmic a show together. Cosmic Vinyl, <laughs> that was such a fun night. Oh, it was such a good, such a good I show. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. yeah, like everybody did so well that night. Yeah, and it was there were so many people there. 
I want to go early next time and buy some records. If oh, anybody yeah? is ever in Silver Lake and you collect records, go to Cosmic Vinyl. <laughs> Too bad it was in Echo Park. Oh, it's in... <laughs> is it Echo Park? It's That's Echo Park. My phone was telling me Silver Lake. No, nope. Echo that's Park. That's weird. They were having like that whole thing, Echo Park Rising. Like a, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know why? Because I, I drove through this other neighborhood of Silver Lake that I'm familiar with. I just assumed it was still Silver Lake. <laughs> I'm bad with geography. Disregard anything I just said. <laughs> Comforting knowing you're uh, molding the minds of our youth. Right? <laughs> I, teach, I teach middle school science. I do not teach geography. Egypt's... Uh, Egypt's somewhere, you guys. Egypt I don't know. Egypt is somewhere on the other end of the world. But Hedy Lamar helped invent the, the GPS. So that I know. <laughs> so you are, you, you are, but oh, wait, I'm, I'm getting off topic again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and so like a couple people on the show we, we did. Yeah. Like I got like two of them on the show. One of them, Darius Cole, but you remember Darius? Yes. Just fucking destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah, just yeah. murdered everybody in that room. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. Yeah, and I knew he would, and that's why. I, was... I don't think I've seen him before. Perform, I mean. I've seen him around. It, one of the the comics comic did a comic of him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's uh, it's about his uh, atheist friends joke. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, if you go look on his uh, Instagram, you can see a little cartoon of him. But I also got the other teacher, Rachel D., on the show. But she, but like, I like pushed Darius on Sean. Rachel asked me, she was like, Can you get me on the show you're doing? And I was like, I was like, Ah, oh, I don't, I don't know if you're ready. <laughs> um,. But, uh, Rachel, Rachel, did she tell you she got let go? Yeah. I yeah. actually, I haven't talked to her about it. I actually heard that through the grapevine, but I haven't seen her around to ta- talk to her about it. She's a, she's a cool chick. I like yeah. her a lot. No, no, she's one of my best friends out here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, me and her hang out a lot. Like, that girl I was telling you we were hanging out with uh, the other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's how she's I met. You, that crew? Yeah, like that's how I that's how I met that chick was through Rachel. Okay, cool. Yeah, but uh, Rachel asked me to get her on the show, and I, so like I messaged Sana, Sean. I was like, "Listen, I was like, my friend wants to do the show, but like it's up to you." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he was like, "Are you trying to fuck her?" I was like, "No." No, <laughs> no she's just that's that's cool. Like she. I started seeing her when I first moved out here, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. I just get like really in my own head about uh, other women. Mm-hmm. Like I just assume that they don't like me <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I I was like you know I was stabbed in the back a lot in high school, and I was in a sorority, <laughs> and I just. I have a lot of PTSD from women, and I just automatically assume 
they're not gonna like me don't even try to be their friend so like I get like these weird like friend girl crushes on these other chicks who are really funny and I'm like I want to be her friend but then I like I'm too scared to talk to them it's really fucked up I'll have to I'll have to get us all hanging out one of these yeah nights. yeah do that she's nice I like her a lot but I, I don't I don't she probably barely knows that I exist I but here's the thing like I was like like after Sean's like all right I'm gonna put her on the show like I was like you better bring your fucking shit with you I was like you better not fuck this up because <laughs> Sean psych her out. <laughs> yeah Sean's a good dude to know too he does like casting. Sean's one of my mentors Sean got me an Apple commercial that awesome oh did head. he yeah I love oh guy. yeah he he was he was going to uh, he wanted to put me up for that but I was like I have no Apple products except my old phone. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. all cracked and stuff. Yeah. Well they they wanted like quote unquote real people. So I didn't yeah. even say that I was a comedian. I was just like, I'm a science teacher and I have <laughs> uh, this and that and I use Apple TV in my classroom, which none of those were lies, but I just, you know, <laughs> hid my other reality. Yeah. And that's how I got that. But I mean, yeah, he's he's cool. I'm definitely I owe him one for sure. He uh, he got me an audition for a Pepsi commercial, and then like, so I go in and I do the the audition. Wait, they, was that the dance one? That was the dance. Yes, one. I did that too. Did I, you do I'm that? I'm a terrible dancer. So, but here's the thing: like, I went in there to beatbox. Oh, cool. And and like, which I don't know how to do. <laughs> okay, I was impressed, and now I'm not. <laughs> but uh, so. And so, like, I finish up my little thing, and the guy goes, that was great. He goes, there's actually another part for this commercial. He goes, I think you'd be good for it. Do you want to audition for that, too? And I was like, screw it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, why not? And so I ended up dancing. What was that? What was that song? It was Three Six Mafia. Oh God, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember either. I I, I know it was Three Six Mafia though. I don't know. I just remember I went in, and I I have this uh, this conflict a lot. I have I I wear very large glasses. I love it. I think they're so cute. Mm-hmm. I get really in my head about if I should wear contacts to stuff or not. Yeah. And the only thing I remember about that audition is that I'm a bad dancer and I wore my glasses. <laughs> and I think, and then I'll go out of there and then because I didn't get a callback or anything, I just think in my mind like, oh, it, it had to be the glasses. <laughs> it couldn't have been that I'm the world's worst dancer. <laughs> well, I just went, like when it came to the dancing part, I just went ape shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Fucking well, nailed it. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom put me into Irish step dancing. Okay. So yeah, you're many, from Boston. Yeah, yeah. So for many years, I did Irish step dancing. And so when you dance river dance, you're not allowed to move the top half of your body. Mm-hmm. So you only move your legs. So now the top half and the bottom half of my body cannot communicate <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Like, I'm trying to do, like, you know, high intensity agility workouts with like you know those rope ladders that you put on the ground. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm like doing that with my with my fiance and he's like, why are you so stiff? Like you look like you're gonna fall over and your <laughs> neck is like in your head. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I can't keep balanced unless my arms are not moving this somehow. Is, this is out of my control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trained to look like an idiot. <laughs> 
So how Irish are you? Because I'm pretty Irish. I'm wicked Irish. You're I, wicked Irish. <laughs> my my mom is almost 100% Irish, and uh, my dad is half. Mm -hmm. I'm a quarter Middle Eastern. Really? I don't, yeah. My dad's family, I don't know any of the Irish family from my dad's side. My dad's family, like, their dad did not speak to his family. I've never met my grandpa. Oh, he died before I was born. And so, but my, so the whole family on that side came from Turkey um, after the Christian massacre. Oh, so I was basically brought up in, like, two completely different cultures. Like, one was, like, very Middle Eastern, and one was very Irish, <laughs> depending on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, are you Irish Catholic or Irish Lutheran? Irish Catholic, but just culturally. Okay. Yeah, and then my dad's family was uh, a Syrian Orthodox. Okay. So, still Christian on both sides, but like, I, right now I go to like one of those churches with a rainbow flag on the front. You, you go to church? I like, do. that's all I took from that. I do, I do. I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a, a many things. I'm the opposite of myself in many ways. Uh, I'll tell dick jokes, and then I am the, on the, I'm president of the music board at my church, and I sing in the choir. <laughs> It's how I snagged a husband. Listen, <laughs> ladies. You just have to like... Hey, you haven't said I do yet, all yeah, right? Yeah, you just, just have to make yourself appear like you have potential to be a housewife. <laughs> and that's how you become a housewife that tells dick jokes. <laughs> See, uh, I'm very... Like I said, I'm very Irish. I'm pretty much like half Irish. Because yeah. like, it's on both sides of my family. But uh, I forget... Which side is which? Like, my, my, like, because it comes from my mom and my dad. Yeah. So like, one side of the family is from Northern Ireland. Okay. And then the other side of the family is from Southern Ireland. Okay. So I have both like Lutheran and Catholic oh, going yeah. on. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm Irish Catholic. Okay. But I'm also like half Norwegian. Okay, that so, makes sense. So like I'm, so like I have the genetics. You have a very prominent forehead, like your <laughs> brow bone. Don't. I'm not you? making fun of you. I'm just saying you have like strong features. I yeah. think it's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're like Norwegian. Like yeah, I see that. <laughs> we uh, we still have cousins. Is that Ian? Is that fucking Ian? Did you see somebody that we we know or just you know? Uh, is it a comic? That is, that's Ian. He's a comic. <laughs> we're in public right now. Yeah. We're, we're to the listener. We're at, we're at a pie shop. We're in, we're in the house of pie. Yeah. Or Republic the Republic of, of pie. pie. Republic of pie. Yeah. It's its own republic. We have, uh, we have uh, sovereignty in here from the, the law. So if you're running, if you're on the lam, you can go to the Republic of pie. <laughs> <laughs> And claim sanctuary. Yeah, claim sanctuary. <laughs> you gotta claim sanctuary, else they can just drag you out. Yeah, and then and then you'll get you'll just get some pie. It's the best <laughs> strawberry rhubarb in, oh, but that's in what, the world. That's what I was telling you though. Uh, when we went, we were partying that night. Oh. I hate saying. Oh my! You have no idea how much I hate saying. Because my grandma made the best banana cream pie okay. you ever had. Okay. But, like, before we went and started partying in that room, she took us to the restaurant in the, in the, uh, in the hotel, which is, okay. uh, which is like a Wolfgang Puck restaurant. I think it was, like, called Cut or something. Okay. 
And like we had, I had like an amazing steak, one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. I don't doubt it. And then, then after that, uh, they bring out the dessert menu. I was like, oh, are we ordering dessert too? Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm starting to feel very guilty about all this. <laughs> <laughs> but and, not guilty enough to say no. Yeah. <laughs> but, I uh, just want you to know the guilt exists. <laughs> But, uh, so I got a banana cream pie and, oh my God. It was delicious. Oh, it was the best banana cream pie I ever had. I'm sorry, Grandma. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear that. When I was a kid, I used to think my mom was the world's best cook. And in <laughs> some ways she is. But then I had beef stew at a restaurant and I realized my mom's beef stew kind of fucking blows. <laughs> It's like the one thing she makes that I'm like, not good. This is, it was not, I was fooled for many years. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so, <laughs> we've gotten way off topic. <laughs> so, how do we re reroute? Where do you want to go? <laughs> so, um, tell me about doing comedy in Boston. Okay, so, when I was in Boston, I used to go out... I didn't have, I barely had any responsibilities. I was nannying, um, and I used to go to work hungover a lot. Not uh -huh. all the time, but yeah. like enough where, I swear to God, babies know when you're hungover. It really <laughs> deterred me from partying as hard as I wanted to at 23, because babies know when you're fucking hungover. You know, it's, it's funny, because like, there was a point in my life, I thought, I was like, I'm a raging alcoholic. Then I just realized, Oh no, I was just 21 and around that age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I could just go on no sleep. Yeah. I would have my 8 to 5 thing, mm -hmm. and then I would go out to these open mics. And the great thing about Boston is there was a lot of open mics yeah. within a reasonable amount of time that you could totally... I didn't have a car for two years. And yeah. Like public transit there is dope. And I really miss that. Um, because I got spoiled having a car, especially in the winter, mm -hmm. but I didn't mind like taking the train. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it was nice to not have to worry about parking and all that kind of shit. And gas. And gas. And yeah. yeah. Insurance. Everything. So, so I used to go out probably four or five nights a week, and I would do I don't know. At least one mic, if not maybe two. It just depended on how much time I got at each of those. But uh -huh. the typical open mic there, at least when I was there, I don't know how it is now, it was five to seven minutes. Yeah. So here in L.A., I was like really baffled that I had to sit in a room for four hours bucket style <laughs> to get three minutes if I was lucky. I know, Like when I started in Montana, it was just like, what order did you show up in? Where did you sign up at? Okay, that's yeah. your number. Here's 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. What? Exactly. Because, yeah, you drive an hour outside of L.A., and I know there's, I don't do this because I'm lazy, but I know people that go to Orange County, so they yeah. can get 10 to 15. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm very selective about my mics mm -hmm. for the same reason. I usually go to Other Door on Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, I think you were telling me something about that. that's five those. minutes, and yeah. it's, and Kevin Anderson is really kind and he's a cool guy and he's funny um he's the one who connected me at skip town playhouse actually yeah um and then 
Then I like to go to the Liquid Zoo in Van Nuys on Sundays. You can get eight to ten depending on how many people are there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome. Like, like I only know the Liquid Zoo from the documentary I Am Comic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but those are the only ones that I go to, especially because I've been doing it for so long that a three-minute mic is just useless to me. Yeah, I really to work sh- stuff out, and I don't. I really shouldn't be. It's hard for me though, because like I work at Flappers. Oh, you do. I, I worked do. there for two years. I worked there. Did you? So I would get a work in. That's yeah. the only reason when I did when I did three-minute mics, it was because I was working at Flappers and I would get work ins, and then I was like that did help me to structure some of my jokes a little bit better yeah because it didn't i didn't have the the freedom to just fuck around for five minutes i really had to focus so in some ways it can be helpful now um i prefer to just try to bum spots off of people who run bar shows yeah because when i know that i'm gonna get somewhere between seven and 15 minutes yeah depending on the show it's just more useful to me and like yeah we all want to get booked and be like oh i'm doing a show like i'm doing there might be real people there it's just it's it's more about the time i could give less of a fuck if i'm doing some crappy bar show or some crappy open mic because in la honestly at the end of the day it's the same fucking thing yeah the audience is not going to be any different no you're going to have mostly comics and people who didn't know there was comedy that night (laughs) (laughs) like so many of my beginning shows when i was first starting out yes Have you ever done, like, the war stories that I love so much are like, have you ever done comedy in front of a projector when there's a playoff game behind your head? And some of the playoff game is actually on your head? I have. (laughs) I've never done that. I did do comedy in a movie theater, in a couple movie theaters. Okay. But those were both great shows, though. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, that yeah. That could be really cool, actually. It was pretty sweet, I'll be honest. Because it's a theater. Yeah. That's actually That actually sounds fun. Uh, so... Well, so, Boston itself, though, like, the tone... Uh-huh. The tone of it, uh... It's like... It... And I don't know if it's like this in L.A. because I promised myself I wouldn't get that involved... Okay. ...when I moved here. It's very... Or it was. It was very much like high school. So I remember being in stand-up for like three months, and I hooked up with this guy, and <laughs> we didn't... I don't even really remember if we had sex. I'm pretty sure we just fooled around. Uh-huh. And then... But what I do remember, and I will not say his name because he's a good guy and I don't want to badmouth him. Uh-huh. I do remember that he... Um, he finished very quickly. So so I didn't think, like, I was thinking, like, oh, it wasn't, we didn't really have sex. And then so somebody asked me if I had had sex with him, and I was like, no. <laughs> and then he was pissed. Yeah. Because he was, like, going around and saying to people, like, yeah, we had sex. And I was like, no, we didn't. <laughs> and if you want to tell people that, I wouldn't if I were you. Because... You have to know that it was, like, real bad. Like, (laughs) right? Like, you can't be that stupid. (laughs) 
I mean... Well, you had sex. <laughs> yeah, you had sex. I did not. That's like a great way of putting it, actually. Uh, so, like, little things like that. And then I started dating this guy. I dated him for three years. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was feature, sometimes headliner. And I could not progress. I, it was really hard for me to get booked. It was really hard for people to pay attention to me or take me seriously. And granted, I was still a baby in comedy. I was still... Yeah. During that whole time, I was under three years in. Yeah. But I I was having a really tough time even getting little bar shows, and I wanted to get booked at bigger clubs. I would email bookers and ask them if I could audition for their club, like Giggles, Nick's, all this other... Like, these places that book real fucking headliners you know and they, yeah. like they get real audiences on the weekends and I could barely get booked at the, the comedy studio and a lot of it was because of who I was dating and it wasn't that he wasn't well liked it was that I was only seen as his girlfriend gotcha so nobody would take me seriously and that's one of the reasons I wanted to leave because I was bored I felt like I couldn't progress and he didn't help me at all no and there were times when I said to him like I don't need your help I don't want your help like I want to make it on my own but like that's a lie everyone wants help and support (laughs) and like it's really nice when somebody helps you out yeah and if we're gonna help out our best friends then like why not help out our significant others like and I didn't expect him to get me on a festival or like in one of those huge clubs but I did expect him I don't know I don't know what I wanted anymore but I I do know that I asked him a few times to help me out and he would say oh that'll make me look bad yeah and and I looking back I'm wondering if it's just because at the time maybe I wasn't that funny I don't know uh that was seven years ago, so who yeah. friggin' knows? Eight, six years ago? I don't know. Maybe I was terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine now, though, so... <laughs> so please book me. Yeah, please book me. <laughs> uh, so I can quit teaching. <laughs> yeah, I do festivals, and I just... I don't want to teach anymore. <laughs> no, but... It, it was a lot it was very high school and people talked yeah. shit about each other constantly yeah. and a lot of that was my boyfriend he used to talk shit about everybody under the sun even his own best friends he would be talking shit about that really yeah and and uh it was kind of hysterical to me because he wasn't that much better than them like <laughs> at, just as a human like yeah he was more more successful in stand up but it's like dude you live with your mom did he headline outside of Boston? Yes, yeah. He did. He's even now he's even more successful. Like he like he has a really successful podcast. To my knowledge, he's still doing that. Um, I don't actually know that much about him now because he blocked me on every surface of the sun. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but to my knowledge, uh, you know, he he does he goes into New York from time to time and mm-hmm. you know, he's as he, he just still like talked a lot of shit and it's like dude you live with your mom you at the time he was a wake and baker and he didn't have a job he only did comedy and then like we would get into these fights because I'd be like you know you just you always want to hang out like with your friends 
and like we never do anything and yeah. like, you're always complaining about being broke like I want to go to the movies but then you're yelling at me because you don't have any money and it's like you just spent $60 on weed idiot like yeah. what <laughs> and this is like for anyone who's shocked by that number it's like not that much weed because this was when weed was still hella illegal <laughs> in Massachusetts <laughs> uh, yeah so I don't know it and there were problems with other people too a lot of girls in, in stand up in Boston really didn't like me and because one of the girls who was popular and I don't want to say she was well liked she was just like an alpha chick yeah and inserted herself in a lot of things and a lot of people talked a lot of shit about her but she ran her mouth like nobody's business and she hated me because she had she had a thing for my boyfriend yeah and she would even scream at him like we dated and you didn't want to be with me and blah 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 and he's like we never dated <laughs> I slept with you twice <laughs> and so she fucking hated me and she would talk a lot of shit about me it really ruined what I thought could have been a good friendship if she had been a more secure person. The only thing I can imagine, like the only thing I imagine, is, are those like bar rats from that from the movie uh, Goodwill Hunting. Like those are the, the those are the women I'm picturing. The bar scene in Goodwill Hunting is a very very good depiction depiction of. <laughs> what a Boston open mic is like. A lot of people yelling at each other about Tootsie Roll dicks and, uh, and getting extremely hammered and, uh, and saying each other's names so that you're not sure if their name ends with a vowel or an R. <laughs> oh my God, it sounds like my people, honestly. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. There are still some people that I keep in touch with, and I think they're wonderful. Yeah. 99% of them are guys. <laughs> and the only women that were, like, really good friends with me moved here at the same time. Oh, okay. So that was nice. Yeah. My, my best friend in the world, she's going to be my maid of honor, Boston comic. Her name's Danielle Soto. She's hysterical. Oh, Danielle. Yeah, she, she ran uh, the she Karma had... open mic. For a while, she shaved her head, right? No, Danielle Soto is a Latina Jew, and she. Um, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. I'll show you a picture later. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, she's she's great, but we hated all the same people. We had the same bullies, <laughs> so we became friends. <laughs> Yeah, I could, I could just see, I could just see, I could just picture you guys like, you believe this fucking bitch? No, fuck that bitch. We stopped, <laughs> we stopped being members of like Boston comedy Facebook groups because people were so mean to each other. Yeah. Yeah, and so like I'm barely part of anything. Like I don't really get close with a lot of comedians in LA because I'm so scared of the drama because I was okay. so like just traumatized from people being assholes. I get that. I yeah. get that. So, uh, well, so, uh, something else I want to talk about before yeah. we're done. Yeah. You're actually uh, Doug Stanhope's little niece, aren't I you? I am his niece. I am his niece. He, uh, he went to high school with my mom and now my mom is married to his brother. Um, so I'm not by blood 
but he did used to babysit for me and my sisters. <laughs> That's how long he's been a part of our family. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine having Doug Stanhope as a babysitter. You know, I didn't, I, I always knew when I was a kid, I knew Uncle Doug was like a comic and I knew that he was like always um, drunk? Out of town. No, I didn't know he was always drunk. I didn't know the, the reality of who he was as a human until I was probably in my 20s. Because um, I just didn't know much about him. He always lived really far away, either yeah. in L.A. or in Arizona, yeah. um, depending on how old I was. And he came to town like once or twice a year for when, like, if he was on tour or if he wanted to visit his his parents. Yeah. Uh, or his dad, I think, lived in, in, in Worcester still. But he, to me, if my mom told me that Uncle Doug was coming, it was like the most exciting thing that happened all year. Because it was like... <laughs> You just, when you're a kid and you have a, a relative that lives really far away, it's just so exciting. Oh, to yeah. Oh, it's... Even though I could not name one thing that, like, we did together as, when I was a kid or anything. I just remember how he used to prank us all the time. Like, one time he, um, my sisters were waiting for him at my Nana's house and... He pulls, instead of going in the driveway, he pulls over around the front porch where Sarah was sitting and he opened the door and he goes, Get in the car, little girl! And she ran screaming. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a Doug Stanhope prank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like he would have them, and I have a picture of this. He had my sisters pretend to be asleep on the kitchen floor and he put a bunch of empty beer cans around them <laughs> so that he could take photographic evidence that um, my mom was letting her children drink <laughs> and then he like got the pictures printed out and I think I don't know if this is true or not but I, I uh, I'm told that he left a note saying that he was going to tell Child Protective <laughs> Services I'm surprised that didn't like end up uh, like on one of his like album covers or special covers I wish he would it's such a cute picture it's such a cute picture um, you have to show me that picture yeah no I sent it to you on Instagram did I didn't I no I think you sent me a picture of you when you because you saw my Instagram pictures like me as a kid and you're like I have a picture of oh, me oh maybe it I... didn't go through I'll send it to you I'll okay. text it to you cool um, but yeah it's my sister and you can post it if you want it's my sister's uh, they're probably three or four <laughs> so it's before I was born. But my... Uh, Sarah, that bitch. <laughs> that four-year-old bitch. You can see it in her eyes. Yeah, I, I just look at a picture of your sister and go, she's going to ruin some man's life. I can tell. Some so, man-hater here. So when I was two years into comedy... Mm-hmm. Doug was at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. Huge theater. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, a 1,200 seat theater. I'm just, Jesus. I'm throwing out a number, but it's lit. it's big. Yeah, it's huge. And and he was like, he calls me and he's like, do you want to do five minutes for me? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I I remember feeling excited, um, terrified, uh huh, yeah, and ashamed. Because I felt like I couldn't tell my boyfriend. I didn't want to tell him because he. I thought he was going to be jealous. And this maybe should have been the first sign that it was never going to work out. Because yeah. and in a lot of ways, I felt like we were never a team. We were competitors. Yeah. And that's never a good place to be. No. 
um, with your partner. So I was like scared to tell him and I felt like he was going to resent me and think like, well, she's not ready. Like why? Blah, blah, blah. So then I go out there and I do my thing and I'm terrified the entire time. And I actually did pretty well. Yeah. And I was really proud of myself. Oh, good. Um, I have some pictures from it still. I have the audio of it somewhere. So, um, and then a couple years later, like maybe three, four years, like, what was it? Two years ago, I did the Seattle Comedy Competition, and Doug was at the Neptune Theater in Seattle, and he's, and I called him, and I was like, hey, can I open for you in Seattle? I'm going to be there the same week as the competition, and he's like, why, and he didn't call me back at first and then I called him again and he's and he was like did you listen to the podcast I was like I don't listen to your podcast and he goes well now I'm definitely not letting you open for me and I was like why what did you say and he goes well I thought you were calling to yell at me because on my podcast I said that you you bombed the last time that you opened for me and I was like I have evidence that I did not bomb and I sent him the tape and he was like oh you know what Maybe I bombed. <laughs> and he's like, I was really fucked up that night because, because my tenant had just shot himself in the head. What? Yeah. His, his next door neighbor, it was like he was the guy's landlord. Yeah. And let me tell you, it wasn't that night that he bombed. It was the next night in Rhode Island because it, his tenant was also kind of a friend of his. And he yeah. had a fucking meltdown. Yeah. Because he was already trying to talk about it on stage, and he just lost it. Yeah. I wasn't there to witness it, but I'm told this by the by the by one of the people at the club, and I felt so bad. But I think he's associating that shitty time <laughs> with when I was there, and I was like, no, 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 like, I didn't bomb, I promise, and I freaked out. I was so upset. <laughs> like, I wasn't yelling, but I was like you know really yeah. scared and I didn't want him to think I sucked so then he calls me back like 10 times to give me all these tips about how I could make those jokes better yeah. and I was like two of those jokes I don't even tell anymore like <laughs> this is really fucking useful like all of a sudden he became my mentor involuntarily <laughs> um, so long story longer he let me open for him in uh, Seattle in Seattle but the whole competition I was calling him and he was like giving me advice and like you know he's he's a really um interesting dude he's yeah. got a crazy life story and he and he acts like a nut sometimes but he's so special to me because he is my involuntary mentor <laughs> and like i read his books and i like i get advice from him without him even knowing that i'm getting advice from him uh and i like, I, I wish I could say, like, yeah, we're, like, really, really, really close. We're not as close as, I, as I'd as i like to be. But he's not... I don't think he's really that close with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I, uh... His I own actually, family included. I actually got to open for him a couple times. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. When was that? Oh, it was probably... The first time was probably, like, four or five years ago. Now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I... And, uh... I just remember, like... Like, I get up on stage. I'm doing my set. I am... I'm having one of the best sets I've had to date. Rocking, okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the cord from the mic just (laughs) right onto the stage. We've all been there. We've all been there. And I'm just like, I'm opening fucking Doug Stanhope. Like, I was hyperventilating. Yeah, it it can trip you up. 
Because you're one second you're in the zone, and then you're like, I just forgot that words exist. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I go to pick up the cord to plug yeah. it back, and I accidentally kick it farther away. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what is no. happening? <laughs> And so, like, finally, I pick it up and I get it plugged in, and I realize everybody's still just cracking up. Like oh my they, God, that's so funny. They think I'm doing this intentionally. They think <laughs> I'm fucking up intentionally. So, like, that kind of gave, gave me the, the spot to go. Yeah. And get right back into it. As long it. as you know they're enjoying it, you just, you know. And so, <laughs> and so I just, and so, like, as soon as I get plugged back in, I'm right back into my set, just still just I ha I still have them on my side and I'm and I just end strong then I remember Doug comes out and he's like man give it up for everybody you've seen tonight he's like such and such such and such and he says me last he goes give it up for jar and I was like I'm fucking jar now <laughs> like, yeah, that's my new name I just legally changed it <laughs> like I'm not correcting Doug Stanhope no. <laughs> This is often, excuse me, it's Pierre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he, I, the first time when I was at the Wilbur, he, uh, he, after I got off stage, he goes, every time I see you, India, all I can think about is, I fucked your mom. And I was like, oh, no. And then he just, and my stepdad was there. This is before my mom was dating his brother again. Yeah. <laughs> My mom dated his brother on and off for many years. It's a very weird story, but they were high school sweethearts, and okay. then and then they got together again, and then they left each other, and then and now they're together permanently. So, anyway, <laughs> my stepdad at the time, uh, my mom's had many marriages, and <laughs> many. Um, <laughs> She's collecting them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, where Doug says in his first book that all of his friends growing up were white trash and incestuous, he was not exaggerating. <laughs> My mother included. And, yeah, so... What was he saying? Oh, yeah, so he went on for, like, five minutes about how we fucked my mom. <laughs> so and then dumb. I got that, like, everybody at the Boston Comedy Festival was like, did you hear? <laughs> that India Pearl only got to open for Doug Stanhope because he fucked her mom. And oh, I was shit. like so bit disappointed. But luckily the people that were actually there were like, no, she was funny. Yeah. So that was nice. It, uh, it's so strange because like, like when you watch this comedy, it's just, this guy's a fucking prick. Like this guy's just going to be the biggest asshole yeah. you ever met. And then you meet him and he's like, I always tell people, he's like one of the nicest people like out of people yes, I've ever met. He's one of the kindest uh, he's one of the kindest people I, I've ever had the, the privilege of knowing and I sometimes he can be a little hard to get a hold of Yeah. but I, I think that's just how he is. Yeah. He works all the time and um, and when he's not working you know, and, and the times that he's like really gotten into conflict with people and he's like it's just because sometimes like he, he it would, had to do with like drinking a little too much and maybe he <laughs> took the, a joke a little too far yeah. but you know I've I, I don't think he's never done anything unforgivable as far as I'm concerned for yeah. me I'm sure other people are like that guy <laughs> fuck that dude fucking asshole <laughs> and he'd be like yeah well I am kind of <laughs> <laughs> I uh so We've we've st steered off topic so much, so sure. much. <laughs> uh, so, like, 
what like made what made comedy like what made you stop and go hey I want to try this like well I did from when I was really small want to do stand I remember a few times I I really wanted to be an actress growing up uh-huh. like I would watch TV and movies and think like I'm gonna do that someday but I mostly wanted to be funny yeah I really admired these like hilarious people and I didn't understand what comedy was like yeah. when I was a teenager and I'm sure some people still think this when I was a teenager I thought that comics were just funny people who got on stage and talked. Like, yeah. I had no idea that the years of work that you put into joke writing and yeah. performing and perfecting a show, I had no idea that it was, like, a form of theater Yeah. where you're writing and then saying the words that you wrote. Like, I didn't know that's how it was. So, but I remember having a hairbrush as my microphone and like <laughs> jumping around on the beds in my room because I shared them with my sister and telling my mom jokes and being like I'm gonna be on stage just like Uncle Doug and like <laughs> I have like seven wait you weren't si- maybe six you, you weren't sharing a room with Sarah were you no no that bitch got her own room <laughs> oh fuck her <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shitting all over your sister Sarah <laughs> Now she definitely can't hear this. Um, no, but I just I I really admired him, and then and then it it more got to the point of where I truly admired all of these actors that were comedians before they were actors, mm-hmm. and I was like, how did they get to where they are now? Like Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. um, and then even improv actors like Molly Shannon. Yeah. Um, I was just really, really, really um, obsessed with their careers, like as an arc. And I was like, I bet if I can be good at stand up, then I can be in these hilarious movies that I love. Like Superstar, I would watch on fucking uh, repeat. Don't, don't bring up fucking. So, like, I was probably 16, 17 when that was really taken off, that movie. Yeah, yeah. And my. We, for some reason, we accidentally let my dad see it because we didn't think, like, he'd give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my cousin's getting married, and we're all at this hotel, and little fucking... It's literally in the very center of Montana. Okay. And by the end of the weekend, my dad and all his... My dad gets him and all his siblings just going around, just all... And they're all just going... Superstar, like every, <laughs> like every single one of them. Oh my god! And me and all my cousins, like, what the fuck are you doing? So it just annoyed the shit out of you. Yeah, we were like, oh my god, I we were like, stop it, so stop it, stop it, stop it. It still holds up. I watched it recently. That movie still holds up. I haven't watched it. In it's years. like so, so, but like that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to, I want to be like, I just want to be funny. I just enjoyed laughing so much. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to create things and write movies and and be in them. And I and I. And then in my uh, later teen years, in my early 20s, I started getting really into stand-up. Yeah. So I spent a lot of my college years sort of writing jokes, but I had never gotten on stage. And I and at one point, I did try stand-up in a cafe when I was a teenager. And uh-huh. it, it went, like, okay, but then I was too scared to do it again for years. <laughs> um, but then I, like, officially, right when I graduated, I got to Boston, and I... Um, I started doing open mics and I went like right off the bat. I was going out three, three to five nights a week, even that first summer. Okay. And I, I just really enjoyed the, uh, the creative freedom that you get 
instead of having to, you know, because I just gotten out of acting school. I, I went to a University of Massachusetts in Amherst, and I, I was doing Shakespeare and uh, Suzuki physical movement and all this like crazy, you know, jack off stuff. And, like, <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> I don't want to like piss off respected actors, but it's like it's. It, I just wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. But I was trained, so I think that really helped me in my first few years. When even my writing wasn't that strong, but yeah. I could read an audience really well. Yeah. I could read energies really well, and that really helped me get over stage fright. Like I was not scared. I think that's the most LA thing you've said so far. Like, I can read energies, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell when the room is, like, bummed or they hate you. Yeah. And that is a skill. Like, you get on stage and you're just like, oh, get me out of here. If comedians don't have that skill, it's it's bad. Like, yeah. if you don't know that you're bombing, oh, you're I'm, never going to be. I'm and always like, aware when I'm bombing. Yeah, no, but there are who are just clueless wouldn't you agree like there are people who are like I did great and you're like were we in the same room I'll, I'll tell and you and you're thinking in your mind like this person somebody needs to tell them that it's time to quit I'll, I'll tell you something as soon as as soon as we wrap up here yeah yeah uh, we'll get to it okay okay so um so before we we wrap it up here yeah um you were a teacher, or you are a teacher. Yes. But you were fired for doing porn. Let's, <laughs> let's get into that. Let's get into that. Okay. So, <laughs> so I was teaching. I, I cannot say. Where? Where? Yeah. Okay. Um, just, just say, was it L.A. or Boston? It was in California. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I was teaching somewhere in California. Okay. And. And my students found my YouTube channel, and I have no idea how because um, because I, I I don't even share my last my legal last name. I don't share that with anyone unless okay. I have to. Um, okay. So Pearl's not the last Pearl name. Pearl is my middle name. Okay. okay. Um, so, but because because I use it for comedy and acting and all that, whatever, mm -hmm. I. I, I felt no reason why I had to make anything private on the internet. Yeah. And I had told um, the the district I was working in when they hired me to be a substitute teacher. I had told them that I was a comedian and that I had stuff on the internet. And was there any issue with that? And they said no, as long as you don't say that you work for this school district anywhere. And I didn't. Okay. So what ha happened was somehow the kids found me. And I come into school, and one of the kids comes up to me, and he goes, Miss, is it true that you live on wine and lettuce? And I'm like, who told you that? <laughs> and uh, me, I did, apparently, and because they were quoting me back to me. And uh, that's one of my jokes, where like my mom calls me up and says, like, you're too skinny. And I'm like, it's mom, it's hard not to be skinny when you're poor and you live on wine and lettuce. And, and so... So that was like a shocker. And then within 24 hours, all 180 of my students, because at the time I was doing a long-term science position, and that's what I do now, because I yeah. took I took state testing so that I could do long-term positions just to 
cover, like if somebody goes on maternity leave or medical leave or if it's unfilled, because there's a shortage for science teachers. It's okay. like a real thing. So I was like, I'll make more money if I can do these long-term gigs. Yeah. And and the thing about subbing is it's great because if I have a festival, I can leave town and I don't have to request time off from my job because yeah, I just leave. Yeah, you're just like, I, I can't, I'm out of town. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so it's a good gig, but these kids... All 180 of them had seen every single YouTube video I had ever done, <laughs> including ones that I didn't even put up that were like on other people's sketch channels. What? Yeah, and so, and it, a lot of them were from Boston and stuff, and there was a video which I have since deleted. It doesn't exist anywhere anymore. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it was called Hot Tub Fuck Machine. <laughs> and, and it was a parody of two people in a hot tub um, going like like going to uh, film a porn in a hotel room and they think that if they film a porn they're going to make tons of money from putting it up on the internet and then they realize that you actually make like mere pennies per view and they're like pissed so it's like really just a video making fun of two idiots who don't know how the world works Yeah. and, and they're and it's just supposed to be, you know, a funny sketch, whatever. Some kid, I, I had to take the video down because the other guy, one of my best friends was who was in it with me, is actually a college professor now. Oh, shit. And he was like, well, if your students found this video, who's to say that my students couldn't find this video? And he works at, like, a Catholic college. Oh, shit, So he's yeah. like, we should take it down because it, it just, it's not bad, but it could be embarrassing and I could probably still lose my job, too. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's very true. So I, we ended up taking it down, but um, one of the kids took a screenshot of me in the hot tub and uh, because I was wearing a bathing suit, um... You, and it was a strapless bathing suit, so you couldn't see that I wasn't actually naked. Uh, they told their mommy that their teacher was in a porno. So I get called into work, or no, I get called into the principal's office, and that same morning, I had, I really had a lot of stomach problems and I wasn't feeling well. And during um, second period, I had to run out of my classroom and go to the bathroom because I couldn't hold it <laughs> and the kids you're not allowed to leave them alone it's like against the law yeah so like I had to like I think I left the door open which is like there's weird laws about that like if another teacher can check on them and the door is open then it's okay but like I didn't want to have to argue that yeah so I didn't tell anyone that I left the, I didn't tell the principal that I left the room yeah um, but I had shit my pants oh, and shit. I ran down to the bathroom Bathroom, and I uh, and I threw my underwear away, and I and then I washed my hands really quickly. And like, okay, side note, can we? And this is a problem I have at every school that I have ever worked at. Can we, as a society, just agree that when you fill an old soap container with water, it's not fucking soap? Like, no, it's not. Yeah, like it's just watery. It's, anyone who's ever it's soapy had to water. use or, or anyone who's ever had to clean. A public bathroom. Please just know that what you're doing is um, you're you're not helping society at all. Uh, please, please just use real fucking soap. <laughs> I'm begging you. 
I need actual soap after I shit my pants. <laughs> um, anyway, so I go back, and then I think that the kids are fine and everything's okay, but I still get called in the principal's office, and I'm thinking, oh, no, like, I'm going to get fired for shitting my pants. And then instead, <laughs> she alerts me that uh, there was a picture of me that looked like I had been in a pornographic movie and that they had to dismiss me. <laughs> and then I had to get the union involved and, like, fight against that principal and I almost lost my job completely, but now I just can never go back to that school. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically that whole thing. All right. So all of my stuff is private now, if you want to... <laughs> except, for, except for my Twitter. My Twitter is public but that's because it doesn't really say anything and then my Instagram and kids don't really have Twitter I've come to find out yeah. but my Instagram is private so if you want to follow me you have to you have to request it yeah well what's your uh, what's your Instagram handle Kate, so people can find you it's Nantucket Housewife Keys. all one word Nantucket N-A-N-T-U-C-K-E-T Housewife yeah <laughs> great yeah uh, well you know what um, I've had so much fun and there's so much we didn't cover. I know. This has been great, though. It was fun. So what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to invite you back okay. sometime sometime this season. Would you, yeah. would you be willing for that? I'd love to. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. With the few minutes we have left, could you briefly uh, tell anybody who wants to get into stand-up what your advice would be? Okay. Write as much as humanly possible the first year Try anything you've ever wanted to try that first year. Figure out what you're most comfortable doing. Are you comfortable being that person who yells all the time while you're on stage? Are you that person who does puns? Are you that person who does musical comedy? Figure out exactly what you want your comedy to be. Mm -hmm. And then after that first year, throw every single joke you've ever written out. <laughs> And then start over from scratch. I, I see that. Because I guarantee you that almost nothing you write that first year you will ever use again once you actually start getting real gigs. Yeah. And if you tell yourself after one year that you have 15 minutes, I'm really sorry, but you do not. <laughs> you might have two, five. You might have three, three to, to five. five usable yeah. minutes that you're still working on. Yeah. I, I, I concur with that statement a hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. I, and I'm so excited to, that you're going to be coming back. Yeah. This and, was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I yeah. had such a good time. All right. All right. Well, uh, we better, uh, we've claimed sanctuary, but we need to get home. So. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll get our passports out and leave the Republic of Pi. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, you guys. 